Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right. This week, we are joined by the amazing and illustrious Cody Moffat. Thank you. I'm glad you guys have finally recognized my amazing illustriousness. Yes. Uh, we we have you on, Cody, because this is episode 450, nine straight years of this podcast. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> well, sort of, like, because like, it's not 50 episodes, like, even. Well, it's, clo- it's close. It's close. I mean, at this point, what are we? Like, what was two times nine? 18? 18 weeks off? It's fine. Yeah, it's we probably 18, 18 skipped. 18-week drift, drift. But we've probably also skipped, like, a couple. Like, the, you know, we skipped the holidays sometimes. We skipped, you yeah. know, just, we've probably not had an episode here and there. So you probably are very accurate. It's real close. I know, I know it's real close. Um, uh, this week, we're going to review the Book of Boba Fett whole series. Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, it's is, is this series one? Is this like is there going to be a series two of this? Oh, I don't know. I mean, even a season? I don't. I don't know. I yeah, hope let's, not. Yeah, let's let's hope but, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel like so to, before we get you know we're obviously we're going to save it all for for later, but I do feel like this does set a precedent for Star Wars television that like you kind of got to watch them all because like oh, yeah. all of a Definitely. sudden you know <laughs> something can happen and you're like it. I feel like going into whatever the next episodes of uh, Mandalorian season three, which is already announced would be, or like Ahsoka, the series, like I'm going to be lost at that point, you know? So, yeah. What's next? Is it, um, Obi-Wan. Uh, Obi-Wan. Yeah. In May, right? Yeah. They, they announced that. That's, I guess that's part of the news. Yeah, is it they 5th or 25th or something like that? 25th. Which is the which it's the 25th of May, which is the 45th anniversary of star Wars, a new hope. Interesting. Um, we'll see if that measures up to the occasion. No, no. <laughs> I mean, it might. I mean, it's a uh, you know. That's. I was watching a clip earlier of uh, Ewan McGregor on the Graham Norton show talking about how he uh, chased down some kid who uh, was speeding and blew a stop sign in his neighborhood, and then he pulled up next to him and was just screaming at him, and he could see on the kid's face like the the, the realization that. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi was <laughs> screaming at him. Was very upset. Yeah. Jeez, what a narc. <laughs> so hardcore. <laughs> I mean, but at the same time, you know, yeah, you, you risk you risk the lives of uh, of the, the children playing. Yeah. You know, Obi-Wan doing doing the doing the work, the the work of the Jedi Council out there. You uh, uh we ha- we're gonna review that. We have some uh, some news to talk about. Um, some Nintendo news, but first, Cody, what have you been up to this week? Oh gosh, not a whole lot this week. <laughs> uh, I tried to go to Florida and I got bored and I turned around and I came home because all I really want to do is play video games. <laughs> so, how far? Okay, how far away did you you got? To, how how far did you get? I got from from Michigan. I went to like Asheville, and then I was like, "Which I feel like that's so long." That's enough. That's like well, it was like twelve hour drive away, like something like that. It was like two days. Yeah, I did like six hours each day. I went to Kentucky, and then Asheville, 
North Carolina, and I ate at some... No, I had coffee at some hipster place that John recommended to me. Never been there. In, in Asheville? In Asheville. Asheville's yeah. like the most hipster town I've ever been to. <laughs> I was very surprised. I, I mean, I'd heard that it was very hipster, but like, wow. I mean, it was, it, cool. The, uh, it was cool. It was The Austin cool, of but... the South, the San Francisco of the East Coast? Yeah. I mean, it was cool, but overwhelming like there was art for sale and stuff and my midwestern brain did not know how to handle it like art does it have a cow on it or a (laughs) fence no okay i don't i'm out i'm out i got so bored on my trip i went and bought an xbox controller so i could bluetooth i have an xbox at home i just didn't bring one but like so i could bluetooth it to my macbook and do the xbox ultimate game pass streaming so i could play (laughs) yes nobody saves the world when i was in the hotel room what is nobody saves the world that game is awesome. Uh, it's on Game Pass? Yeah, it's on Game Pass. Go download it. I made John go download it. It's uh, real fun. It's very fun. It's super addictive to me. You're like this formless goop dude, and you unlock different forms. Like you can be a horse or an archer or a guard or a thief. Or a or mouse, an, you know? Or a mouse. Yeah, I think the mouse is the oh, first wow. one you get. Dude, the horse is is is, is really fun because like your attack is not an attack that happens in the front of you because it's your horse. So you just yeah. kick backwards. So you have to basically <laughs> run up to enemies, turn around, and then kick. <laughs> and when you first get the horse, I felt like it was like super OP. I was like, I will never not play as the horse. This is awesome. Like, <laughs> well, the horse is also fast. Yeah, it's Holy fast. Man, this gameplay looks insane. Yeah, and it's a top down like. It's kind of like an RPG, like you've got dungeons you go into. But uh, so it's from the guys who did Guacamole, it's an RPG from a from the guys who did Guacamole. Yeah, Drinkbox yeah. Studios. Yeah, so like an action RPG, like a Diablo or something like that, not like a turn based. And it's got some progression. It's not like a roguelike or anything like that. Which so is it's good. Yeah, I got super addicted to it. I think I unlocked all the forms, and then my interest waned because I wasn't achieving. Yeah, so anymore. that's the other thing. Like the way that you unlock things, like you as you go, there are, are various challenges that you're constantly like working on, and like whenever you un like whenever they happen, like whenever you finally meet the challenge, um, it's very satisfying. Like the sound and the like, it gives you this, you know, like it's it's just a really yeah. satisfying gameplay loop of like, oh, I've got to get 14, <laughs> 14 perfect kicks with this uh, this horse. Yeah. Oh, I've got to rush into people like and and uh, take them out. You know, with my bites on the uh, on the mouse. So yeah, it's it's a fun time. And then you get to be able to like eventually you can combine like the different abilities from the different forms. That's right. And that's what really makes it like really interesting str- strategy wise. Dude, poison it's, all day. Like just strap I'm, poison on everything. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm getting to like a point where there's like certain dungeons that have like limitations, like. If you heal, the enemy heals. Just like weird oh, no. like limitations like that. And I didn't realize it. And I'm like, how am I not killing these guys? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's taking so long. Yeah, because your actually... strategy, like sometimes like on some characters, that's your strategy is like literally yeah. just like, okay, it doesn't matter how much damage I take because if I deal damage, I heal. And so yeah. like, it's just like, you just run into the, the fray and, uh, and, and, you know, do damage and you're, you just watch your status bar to make sure he doesn't get too low. But yeah. I like zombie biting people. Then anything you kill becomes a zombie that serves you. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. 
you just have these giant like wars on the screen. The screen just becomes incalculable to look yeah. at at some point. The magician pulls out a bunch of like rabbits out of their hat and then like it's lions and or tigers, I guess, and stuff. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's real cool. Very fun. Top down, two dimensional, but not like pixel art. Yeah, which it's like has been a trend. Yeah, it's like hand drawn. It's really beautiful looking, I think. I'm going to have to play it. Stylistic. It's it, like, so. In the, yeah, stylized. Like, in the way that Guacamele is, like, stylized, in the way that, like, uh, Shank, before it was stylized from the same studio, like, it's, like, it's, it's like, hand-drawn, but, like, in, in a very unique aesthetic. Yeah. Well, Chris, what have you been up to this week? You just asked Cody. Oh, me? Yes. Uh, so, uh, I went and saw Moonfall this week, the oh. new disaster movie epic from Roland Emmerich. And it is fantastic. It lives up to all the disaster movie uh, hype that I was expecting. It, it, I will say, like, the previews make it look more like a comedy. It's definitely funny. It is. It, I would not call this a comedy. Oh, okay. I lost interest. Yeah, oh, well. I'm, no, I'm sorry. Just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, and it's, I'm gonna, like, it's, it's actually way more sci-fi than you would think a movie about the moon falling on the Earth is. So Wait, I'm just going to tease it like that. I mean, but, but Chris... Th- I feel like that's pretty sci. I could be pretty sci-fi. I agree, and it's it's even more sci-fi than you're thinking it is. Oh man! So it's like hard science. Like they they come up with like reasoning or oh definitely no no no. I wouldn't say realistic sci-fi. More <laughs> okay. More like you know, uh, I mean I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything, but you know like talk about superstructures and stuff like that in space. Oh, okay. Mm, mm, mm. I've been see, on I like a, I've been on like a hard sci-fi kick. Just a tangent a little bit. Mm. Sorry. What have you been like, watching? Uh, I read uh, I read a book, so I don't do that all that often, but <laughs> Project Hail Mary from Andy Weir. Oh, dude. Is it good? I was. It's, it's awesome. Okay. Like, so, okay. That makes me really want to... I, I, I has, have hesitated to pick it up because there was like mixed reviews. What? How can you get mixed reviews? I was gonna I say I, I've only seen like because positive things about it. Everyone loved uh, the uh, the Martian so much, and then they were like, "This is not as good as the Martian." So I'm like, mm, "I think it's better." Really? Like, like I would love for them to make a movie of this as well. Like, actually, they I don't will. know if it. I don't know if it would work. But they made the Martian into a movie, and that seemed like it wouldn't work. So I don't know. What was, this was a, Project Hail Mary? So. Yeah, That's and awesome. I've gotten other people to read it, and they've enjoyed it as well. People with different, less nerdy personalities than my own. It is currently on IMDb being made into a movie. Oh! In, de- in development with uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller attached to direct, okay. uh, starring Ryan Gosling. I mean, I'm, in, I'm into all of that. It totally is not the guy I pictured for the main character. <laughs> <laughs> don't you hate it when that happens oh i mean matt damon wasn't the guy i was picturing for the martian i mean so what i do whenever i'm reading any book is i just pick a character that's gonna be matt damon and it could be just oh, a random okay. side character <laughs> what? and because because in my what head it was mean? like okay well he's gonna be in this movie because he's oh. in every movie <laughs> i was picturing for the main character like a chubbier matt damon like not ripped matt damon just like a little I think they explicitly say the main character isn't chubby, but in my mind, he's he's chubby. We uh, we started uh, we recorded we're recording this on Friday because we wanted um, Cody to join us. He was deep into a D and D game. Oh my god! Don't tell him that. 
<laughs> Dude, Listen, I have only... to say though, D and D is like super cool these days. You know? Yeah, it only gains you credit credibility on the show. That's right. That's yeah, uh, pathetic ability. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but look, I mean, you'd have to roll to find out. Uh, we I'm should like do a, we should do a remote a remote D and D game sometime. Dude, we totally need to. I've been doing one, and I don't know. It seems like usually whatever on it. It seems like a lot of work to do one. Like, mm. this, there's a lot of creative writing that goes into it, and then you yeah. have to like. <laughs> there is a lot of prep. Like the the dungeon masters, like uh, that I know, like they put a lot into the those types of campaigns. So yeah. Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about though is something I haven't done yet. But uh, if we were going to do a pick of the week, this would be my pick of the week. But uh, Chris, we're gonna do well, a shadow pick of the week. Pick of the week. <laughs> but it's just for you so oh just for me um uh, tomorrow this weekend i'm going to uh the local theater to see the beatles get back the rooftop concert in imax oh wow they i don't know exactly what i guess it's just gonna be i don't know did you watch the cody did you watch the um uh the disney plus uh, no i didn't watch it Oh, man, I, so I love the Beatles, but like, uh, I try not to pay attention to any artists I like in terms of like personal life or learn mm. anything about them because that's always been like bad. Just ruins like, it for you. Yeah, it just ruins it. I don't want to, you know, keep them at a distance. I just like the art, not the yeah. artists. Yeah. So they've, I, this is the way it's just described The Beatles' unforgettable concert on the rooftop of Apple Corps Savile Row headquarters on January 30th. 1969 will debut as a 60-minute feature in IMAX at select AMC locations. So uh, I, I'm hoping it's the whole thing. Which if, if it's the whole thing, it's going to be like uh, re, like it's going to be the same songs like a few times, mm-hmm. like because they okay. record, recorded them a couple times. Well, so in that documentary, they play the whole thing. Like uh, that's the first time that you'd seen all of the all of the that show. It's, it's not all of the whole thing though. It's not like. Because they don't show all of every song. I didn't think, did they? Yeah, they did. So is this just the back half of this? That yeah, documentary I think it's the back just chopped 30 minutes off and of put in IMAX? Of, yeah, I bet you that's just the back 30 minutes of that. Sounds like your pick of the week's going well, down. 45 man. minutes, like, I guess it would be. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go see. I'll report back. I'm excited. It's on a big, giant screen. Going to be able to see the pores in John Lennon's nose. and uh, 7.1 surround sound. Who did the Hopefully. Atmos mix? Um, no, I have no idea. It doesn't say at all on my ticket stub. Yeah, because it's in Atmos on your uh, like if you have like an Atmos like device or whatever for for Disney Plus or whatever. Um, so it's in Atmos there. I'm just like curious who did it. Um, but yeah, that's that, that'll be super exciting. The I do wonder if you're gonna get the drama from like whenever the police are coming because like I know I that was know. the only cutaways that they did, but the music kept going during those times in that documentary. They did those cutaways to the street. When people they're like, "What do you think? Who who's who's playing up there?" True, true. And they're like, "It's the Beatles," and you're like, "What do you think about that?" And they're like, "I think they're pretty good," <laughs> or "I really don't like them." <laughs> yeah, there was that one. There was that one woman who was like, "Listen, I think they should stop playing. They woke dude. me up from my nap." Oh yeah, dude. Well, then there's <laughs> like, that really really doing? grumpy person who like who like clearly just has some like some sort of a like uh, a grudge against them. Like, yeah. He's just because he says something like he's like I used to like him, but now I don't. Yeah, he's the, <laughs> the original hipster. Yeah, he's like the original. Like I liked him before they were big. 
<laughs> yeah. Like to before they were on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, like, <laughs> like no, literally, as soon as they stepped on that roof, I started disliking them. Their music quality just plummeted. I don't like heights, and I don't like the Beatles. But <laughs> if they did wake me up from a nap, like no matter who it was, I would be pretty upset with them. Like, <laughs> I mean, this I probably. I probably would have come, you know, like storming out of the house, being like, what's going on out here? And I was like, it's the Beatles. I'm like, amazing. Like, <laughs> fantastic. I'm so happy this is happening. Like, the first couple times you might, but like, say Paul McCartney's like serenading outside my window. Like, the third time, I'm going to be like, this is, like, this is getting weird, and I don't really feel comfortable with this anymore. It's yeah. not like they, they did this multiple times. They weren't serial rooftop concerters. Yeah, and this That's was like, true. That's I mean, true. This was the last time they ever were like played together in public. In public? So. Yeah. And no one knew that at the time. If you told them that, they probably would have cried or said it's, good riddance. It's like a religious experience when people see the Beatles live. I mean, the Be- I, Beatles didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. It's funny because even like like up until the day before, Paul, Paul or so, somebody in the group or whatever was like, "Yeah, we might might as well try." Like it's like a test run. Oh, like this dude. is a test yeah, run for the next day. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're geez. like, they, they, like they, yeah, they keep it just like acting like it's so crazy. We talked, we did a whole episode <laughs> reviewing this documentary. Uh, it's so good. I would love for you to watch it, Cody, and get your take on it. Oh your- man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is funny. Like it, it's, it, so this is, this is, this is where my mind goes to is like, um, there's, there's some of these, there's one of the scenes, my favorite scene, I think as a, it's the one that sticks with me the most is you're listening to this crazy conversation between, I think it was, it was just like one of the studio guys and maybe George Harrison. I can't remember exactly who was talking, but they're just talking about something random. They're talking about like reading a newspaper or something, something stupid. And you're like, why are we watching this? Like, why why did they leave this in the documentary? And then you just hear in the background, mm-hmm. uh, Paul's just, you know, kind of like playing around on the piano. And you just start hearing the first few chords of Let It Be. And then it pops up at the bottom, like, this is the first time Paul ever played Let It Be. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is why we're listening to this asinine conversation. Because the freaking Let It Be is happening in the background for the first time. See, that's why I don't want to watch it. Because I just don't want like all these mediocre memories associated with like. It was pretty. It was pretty it's, special. It's pretty. It's pretty great, Chris. My pick of the week, if I were to have a pick of the week this week, is uh, the new game mode in. I guess it's a limited time mode. Is the only bummer in Apex Legends. Uh, it is a control mode, so it is a uh, like a domination where you have three points on the map and you run in and you can uh, you cap those points. And but it's in Apex and it's a nine versus nine infinite respawn type of a situation. So it is basically the closest to a Titanfall style experience mm. that you can probably have on like you know more current gen tech and stuff uh, you know like because titanfall 2 is like it's it's an older game that sort of thing and the, the servers are eh. and so like if you want to play like a, a titanfall that kinetic movement sans titans um then this is uh this is the place to get that so how long is it around for I think it's around for another week and a half so like it's only like two or three weeks i think so um so what it's either it? a week why, and a half or two weeks it? and a half what was that why are they doing it 
So this is the anniversary. This is the third year mm. of uh, Apex Legends. Okay. And so know. this is like the limited time mode that they're bringing out. And uh, I honestly hope it sticks around um, or maybe alternates. They introduced the arenas mode, which is a, uh, like a 3v3 sandbo- sandbox kind of a style mode. Um, I kind of hope that this like maybe alternates with that. I don't know. I just I hope they find a way to stick this mode into the game <laughs> permanently. Oh, that's such a bummer. I've never heard of like a limited time mode of a game. I could say, and Fortnite has done it before, but like usually like they're kind of throwaway, like, or like if they're real cool, they'll come back or like, but this is the first time where I've just been like, man, this just, this just needs to be in the game. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Warzone's been doing a little bit too, but it's not been like, it hasn't been like that drastic of a different gameplay at least. Well, no, I take that back. Night mode is, is like a unique game. And then um, like zombies like that, that, version of it was unique yeah 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 but yeah it's it's super fun so if anybody gets in there they also have some like free rewards and stuff like that like if you log in just just literally log into whatever apex legends account you have they give you a bunch of free stuff like right now every week for the next three weeks so um Mm. yeah it's a everybody should get on give it a shot cody do you have a pick of the week uh was i guess it would be nobody saves the world all right i'm gonna use this as a platform to brag oh because I reinstalled Fortnite after, like, I got the Xbox Series S. I haven't played Fortnite in four or five years. Played it a couple times. Was bad at it. The first game I played, I won the Battle Royale. Dude, what? That's amazing. Solos? Were you solo? Yeah, I was solo. It's like the 100 people. I don't know if there was less people. I didn't see anybody the whole time. I had to get two kills. <laughs> I killed one guy, and it almost killed me. Then I figured out you can, like, build a tent and, like, live in it, and it heals you. So I did that. <laughs> And then another guy came after me. I didn't see him first. And then I killed that guy. And it's like, you won. And I'm like, I guess I'm done with Fortnite now. I'm like, officially the best. Yeah, you you literally have to quit forever because because you're the best. I'm the best. First one I played in like five years. I mean, you won all your games this year. I had to text text my nieces who are children and they play that. and, uh, (laughs) And tell them that you're better than them. Yeah, tell them I'm better than them. Uh, <laughs> Have they ever won? I don't think so. And that's, no. and that's the funny thing. Like I uh, and I love I I love that they're these games like those types of battle royales or whatever are so fun. Even if you don't win, that there are literally people yeah. who play them all the time that just you know haven't won. And I never fun. win at anything, so I I that like made my week like. Dude. It's a good I'm, feeling to to like. I'm be gonna like, have that I, on my gravestone. Like won at Fortnite <laughs> once. Yeah. Didn't even practice. I outplayed a hundred <laughs> people in that game. Yeah, a hundred people. I mean, they were probably all seven years old or whatever. But like, one of them could have been could have been you know uh, one of the uh, real good like streamers. You know. Yeah, you I think know. it was. I think probably Ninja was there. I don't know. Yeah, nin- definitely he was definitely there. That I last one that came at you in the tent, it was it was probably him. Yeah. I was out of the tent by then, but like. <laughs> so you weren't just like camping out in the tent like the whole time? No, I got out of the tent. And, yourself in there. and then I um, went like, I'm just like standing around. So I guess it's not like a metal rifle. tent. It's like, it's like, no. you, you know, oh, yeah, it's like okay. a bag. I would, I would call it more of that. <laughs> I think right? it's just like a tent tent. I, I oh, okay. was barely in the game. So like, <laughs> but you're I don't the expert, remember. Cody. Like, I just play, I played in one and then I'm like. Well, that's dumb. Like, <laughs> uninstall. <laughs> I'm always the last person in like Halo Infinite. Like, like I'm bad at every shooter. 
So, dude, I, I still like have not still, played Halo Infinite. We still need to play Halo Infinite together because, like, I've only played it separately from you. Oh yeah, I I still play the old Halo. Dude, like, I loved that. The Master Chief Collection one is really fun. That and was really Halo. Fun. Halo Infinite, like they switch up the controls a little bit, so if you go from that to that, it messes with you. Oh, dude, the yeah, grapple I, I, is so I do, nice. I, I do want to call out. I forgot about this, and you're you're you know reviving memories in my brain. There's all this hubbub about Blackrock Galactic, and uh, every single Deep time, Deep Rock, yeah, Deep Rock Galactic. Every single time uh, you guys hopped on, I was like, "Hey, I'll be home later." And then by the time I got home, you guys were done playing. You're like, "We just finished a chapter." Like, it's well, a lot of work, Chris. I'm never we gonna, can't, we never can't gonna just, play this game. There, there was that, and then there was also like there was. I, f- I feel like I heard a lot of talk about like, oh man, whenever, uh, whenever that zombie game, Back for Blood, comes out. Oh yeah, I love Back for Blood. I think it's awesome. I don't it's, understand why people hate it. Like, it's a they, blast. they hate it. People hate it. Yeah, I see stuff on the internet like criticizing it. I mean, anything you look up on the internet, you'll find people criticizing <laughs> yeah. it. But yeah. I'm like, this is basically Especially exactly what I wanted. Just Left for Dead. More, more That's what I want. It was, yeah, it was, it was basically everything yeah. I expected it to be. Like it had, you know, it has that card system or whatever, which I really actually liked. Uh, once, yeah, I, I thought out it was gonna, was. I thought it was gonna suck, and then I'm like, the cards are actually sweet. This is awesome. Yeah, they're. Do very they? Fun. Is it still free on uh, Game Pass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. We should all do it. There's an update. They did I'm, a couple updates. I am for it. I, I want to play it. Yeah, I guess it's fun. Like, it's fun for me when you have friends because even if you die. It's still really fun. You can still yeah. watch it. And yeah. But well, if you were playing with randos, maybe it is bad. And we played that. the same level, like, I think three times. Like, how many times do we play the ferry boat? Like, where you, like, you get on that ferry boat. A few times. Like, a few times. But, like, every time, drastically different. And drastically, yeah. like, it was different fun. Like, every time it was it was fun, but for a different reason. Yeah. Super emergent gameplay that uh replayable in a lot of different ways. Last time I played it, the boat blew up on me, and it was still fun. <laughs> I died tra- on the boat. Trapped on the boat. <laughs> then you see the the winning player cinematic. and <laughs> um, John. Oh, hang on. So those are our picks of the week. Our pick of the weeks are uh, the Beatles Get Back Rooftop Concert in IMAX. And the control mode on Apex Legends. And Cody's was... Nobody saves the world. All right, John, we got to finish out though. What have you been up to this week? Oh man, so just basically just Apex. Um, but then uh, you know, I obviously been watching uh, Boba Fett. Watch Boba Fett. I'm, I'm very excited to chat about mm. the the you know th- that whole situation. Mm. Um, and uh, but that's basically it, man. Not a whole a lot else. Any any anybody else been up to anything? No, I don't do anything. Nope. No? Well, then it's time for the news! the news! The news. There was a Nintendo Direct this week, um, which it's it's hilarious because like I didn't expect there to be a Nintendo Direct, um, but yet there was. And, uh, and so we're going to talk about a few things that were announced at the Nintendo Direct. Um, so the first one that I wanted to shout out there is there was like a new trailer for the new Kirby game that's coming out at Nintendo, and it looks basically like Mario style 3D platformer with Kirby. Mario Odyssey esque. I'm excited about that game. Like no joke. It looks real good. I haven't played Kirby crazy. since like Dreamland on Game Boy, and I'm <laughs> I'm pretty excited for this game specifically. I don't know why. It just 
It just looks this, cool. This is the one where he's like swallowing cars, right? He eats a car and he turns into car. Yeah, car that car was beat. weird. I, I kept seeing a bunch of memes on the internet about that today. Like, I saw one where it like swallowed the the mech from like Evangelion. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's controlling it and like. Um, Su- super weird, but yeah, dude, Kirby looks looks super good. Uh, another new, new one that happened today was Mario Kart, probably the biggest one, the biggest news of the direct. Mario Kart oh, Deluxe, yeah. Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is getting forty eight new tracks um, with paid DLC, and they're like bringing out those forty eight tracks through twenty twenty three. So over the course of the next like year and eight months, are they uh, new tracks or are they like? old tracks remastered for this game. I think that's what it is. It's basically, okay. uh, so let's see the first six waves, which will contain eight courses. Um, and they will have classic tracks such as Wii coconut mall, Nintendo 64, Choco, Choco mountain, uh, tour, Tokyo blur. And uh, a lot of like kind of even the handheld ones, uh, that sort of thing. So basically, this is like they're bringing out all of the the courses that have ever been in a Mario Kart. They're bringing it to this game, which is is super interesting. Seven years after its original launch. That's Wait, crazy. seven years? Oh yeah, because it was on Wii U. Yeah, so nobody, I guess like five years after it was on the Switch. I had a Wii U, but nobody cool had a Wii. No, no, no one else did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The thing about this one is, like, so you will get the uh, course pass. will cost twenty four ninety nine. So that's that's a good price, and it will also be free to all members of the Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack. Uh, so, like, that's the one where you get like the N sixty four games. It's like basically the next tier of the Nintendo Online service, which I have not subscribed to to this point. But this might actually make it for me because it's like, okay, it's basically the same price. Um, and you get like other things as well. All of these other free things, uh, like all the Nintendo 64 games on the switch and stuff. So I, I don't know. It'll be, uh, I'll it. have to decide like what the, how to purchase that one, but it is an interesting, um, foray into like the subscription service thing for Nintendo. They're not good at internet no. stuff. Well, no. and it's like, it's uh, like, it's, they were very quick on the DLC on this game too, too, with the five years. Um, so let me see. Mario Strikers, uh, new Mario Strikers was announced, a soccer Mario game, which uh, people loved that back on the Wii. Um, Chrono Cross Remaster announced for Switch. Um, and then the one that I really wanted to talk about, there's a game that I have like, has been on like my, my two playlist for a long time. And it is called uh, Live Alive. And it is a, a JRPG that was previously never released outside of Japan, and it's a Square RPG, and it's getting a remake for the Nintendo Switch with in that kind of uh, Octopath Traveler art style, oh. um, which looks really fantastic. Um, there was a thread about this. Let me see that. Uh, let me find it. Uh, IGN's Perry Schneider did. I just wanted to kind of like read over real quick uh, to like let people know why I've been excited about this one. Um, so this one is, let me pull this up here. So he says, quote, uh, a quick word on Live Alive and why it's a big deal that we're getting an upgrade Switch release. The game is largely unknown outside of Japan, which is confounding. Let me explain why. If you see scre- single screenshots of the game, you might be really confused. Live Alive is like seven different RPGs rolled into one. Each scenario isn't just set in a different world or time zone. It plays differently from the others. And then an eighth chapter pulls it all together 
and it's incredibly ambitious. Uh, the turn-based grid system, uh, battle system, is shared across the scenarios, but the Western scenario, so like there's like a uh, like a spaghetti Western uh, scenario, focuses on gunplay, while others go for hand-to-hand -hand combat. The scenarios range from prehistory, all interactions are basically emoji-based, since language wasn't invented yet, to spaghetti <laughs> Western. What? to modern-day medieval times, to an alien-style creepy space adventure, and more. Each scenario was designed by a different artist. The artist on the Japanese ninja scenario, for example, was manga artist Gosho Aoma uh, from Detective Conan, the uh, manga series. Uh, the music remains one of Square's best soundtracks, composed by Yoko uh, Shimomura, uh, the woman behind Street Fighter II, Kingdom Hearts, Super Mario RPG, and many more. Uh, if that's not enough pedigree for you, uh, no, the, the game was directed by the lead designer of Final Fantasy IV, uh, Takashi Tokita, who went on to be the director of Chrono Trigger and Parasite Eve. Uh, but enough name dropping. Just know this, while RPG fans didn't obsess over a re-release of Live Alive the way they campaigned for Mother 3, this is a top-tier JRPG whose time in the spotlight is way overdue. Big thumbs up to Square Enix for not only bringing it back, but giving it some sparkly Octopath paint. Um end of the thread there so that's why I'm, I'm excited about it like i've heard about this game for a really long time and it's been on like my like hey if ever this gets translated i should play this game um because of all the different scenarios like the ways that the way that the gameplay kind of changes from scenario to scenario that does sound never cool. heard of this i haven't either that's quite a like the the lady who did the mario rpg music that was awesome yeah, street dude. fighter 2 guile's theme love it Director from Chrono Trigger? I mean, it's weird that I haven't heard of this ever. It's like your favorite game. Yeah, which is makes me think this game probably sucks and you shouldn't be excited <laughs> about it. Because, like, <laughs> it's got, like, it, it reminds me of, like, those movies where you have, like, an all-star cast and then you just never hear anything else about it. Like, right. it just, the movie itself was just terrible. <laughs> So don't get too excited, John. Okay. Sorry okay. to rain on your parade. I mean, I'll, but, uh, I'll give it a shot, but yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, to temper those expectations. Yeah, temper them. <laughs> um, There's... The, uh, <laughs> the other things they announced, they announced the Star Wars, the Force Unleash is announced yes. for Switch. With um, new motion which controls. Which has like some motion controls now, which is, which is weird. Yeah, which I don't, I honestly, I saw that I was excited and then I was like, wait, with motion controls, I don't want it. Yeah, you're like, I don't want to be waving my arms around. I don't. I don't. I like motion controls. I mean, with VR, <sighs> yeah. I love motion controls. Uh, uh, yes, agreed. VR is pretty sweet. Uh, people always complain about the motion controls in that Skyward Sword game. Mm. Yeah. I never really thought they were bad. Did it, Hang on. Did they just release that for the Switch sometime yep. recently? Yeah. I have not played ago. that yet. Yeah, and they did they did non-motion control uh, controls for it as well, which Ooh. you had to do like some weird like swooping motions on the sticks, like instead of actually huh. like yeah, slashing weird. with your hands. Um okay. the other thing that I wanted to call out here, there's a lot of things they announced, but uh but the other, only other thing that I really wanted to to shine a spotlight on was there's a Disney Speedstorm racing game that's coming to Switch and other platforms uh, with Disney and Pixar characters. It's like a Mario Kart but with Disney and Pixar characters, which could be good, could be absolutely terrible. <laughs> Everybody's doing their own Mario Kart game. Square's coming out with a kart game. I mean, with if like Mario Final Kart, Fantasy characters. If they're not gonna come out with Mario Kart 9, other people are gonna try to try to jump in there, you know? Nobody Dude. can take the throne, in my opinion. Like a agreed. 
Sonic Racing is like the closest, mm-hmm. and I'm still like, this just feels off brand. This is like the, <laughs> this is the the Kmart of <laughs> racing games. Like, dude, I I will never forget one. Of this I was within the span of like five minutes, the most excited and then the most bummed out ever. Once I was uh, I was online on Steam, and it said Cody Moffat had sent me a gift, and he sent me. Uh, Sonic Racing game and I was like yes I'm going to play Sonic Racing with Cody and then I realized it, but it was for PC only and I was on my Mac and I'm like oh I can't play Sonic Racing with Cody that's a, that's a pretty big bummer I'm yeah. so sorry I probably did it on purpose to torture you <laughs> yes <laughs> just going to see this in your Steam library forever why do you even have a Steam library if you're on Mac jeez man I mean, there are Mac games on there, but... <laughs> there, there's why? not. Nobody has Mac games. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody plays games on Mac. Um, I did realize uh, they brought Earthbounds to the uh, Nintendo online service, so you can play Earthbound on your uh, Nintendo Switch now. And that's translated and everything? Yeah, it's translated and everything. So there's Earthbound and then Earthbound Beginnings. So Earthbound is the one that everybody talks about and knows from the SNES days. It's... Uh, with with NES and stuff, but then they have Earthbound Beginnings, which is Earthbound like Mother One. So they're in J- Japan, they were released as Mother, Mother Two, and Mother Three. And Mother Three never saw a release here. And here we release them as Earthbound Beginnings and Earthbound. And only one that anybody in the U.S. really seems to have played is Earthbound. So yeah, I think there's some deal like a bunch of fans did a translation of Mother Three. Yep, you can find or something it. like supposedly like the programming and the scripting was like super complex and it was very difficult to translate, which I'm like, I don't really understand. Yeah. I'd have to look at it, I guess, but that's, that's so crazy. Yeah. I, uh, I, I know absolutely nothing about like what it takes to like localize those types of things, um, and translate, um, because like that one in particular, like the fans have had that translated and I'm like, okay, well, Nintendo just should release this because there's a market for it. Obviously, if people are going to spend that much time, um, yeah. you know, making a fan translation, like Nintendo should just release it because there's definitely a, a desire to play that game. So, but no Earthbound 3 in the US. So anyway. Oh, you guys forgot about Steam Deck. Is there Steam Deck news? What is Steam Deck? Steam Deck's coming out this month. What is oh, Steam Deck? Is. Oh, is that the handheld Steam machine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have one ordered, right? Pre-ordered. Yeah, I pre-ordered it because John said, I think, John, you told me about this. And you said, this is going to be really cool. And I'm like, it's probably not going to be cool. I wouldn't <laughs> order it, John. And then I looked at it. it. Then I looked at it and I was like, this actually looks awesome. I'm mm-hmm. going to pre-order this. It's like five bucks to reserve and then you can pay. I'm like... And then I'm like, John, I pre-ordered it. And you're like, you told me not to. And then you couldn't do it or yep. something. Yep. Like, that's, that late. sounds about right. That sounds about right. I screwed you out of your pre-order. And yeah, I took it's it, only, only the one of us who like wasn't like on, on, on board with this thing uh, got the pre-order. When is yours going to ship out? I have no idea. I think like uh, mid-2022 or something. Gotcha, gotcha. It was like a super general thing. I'm just waiting on the email to like, tell you you can order there's some kind of thing where like you have like three days after they send you the email and then you can put in your order or else it moves to the next person in line yeah it looks like because I, I, I just logged in or not logged in but i went to the page right now if you log in with your steam account you can reserve your spots in order to be able to order so the next time we can order is after q2 
in 2022. It should so, be pretty cool. I'm very, I, I'm interested to see like whenever people get their hands on it, like how cool it is. is it, I forget. I forget what it was. Is it streaming? No, it's, it's, no, uh, no. yeah, it's you, running in Linux. So instead of having like a windows operating system, they got Linux with like a translation layer called proton. Hmm. So you can run windows native games in it. And it works pretty well from what I've been hearing. And like Steam has been working on Proton and upgrading it so that translation that kinda, letters, that makes me want it. layer is better. Yeah. So like my initial thing was like Valve sometimes just like doesn't support products after putting them out. Yeah. Like the what was Steam box. Yeah. Like they tried to do the Steam box thing like a decade ago and it just yeah. never like they're trying to get third parties in on it. But I'm like, as long as this thing works, like you don't need them to support it. Because <laughs> right. you, you just play all your existing games on it, like right. I guess you'd want them to continue releasing updates for Proton for things. Like they had to do some special workarounds for like anti-cheat software. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, that's super interesting. Like, and and it is such a, a interesting piece of technology too, because it looks gigantic. Like it's bigger than the Switch, which is like super fascinating. Um, but you it's, can dock it and like put it on your big TV as well. And so it's like for an entry level kind of a PC power situation, um, like it's, you know, it's definitely a, uh, a, a interesting option. I feel like price for performance is pretty good. Um, that is the news. It's time to talk about Boba Fett. Oh man, Boba Fett. You mean the Mandalorian? Boba Fett. Actually, we... We gotta be we gotta be spoiler free. We've, we've already been spoilery, too spoilery. How do you be spoiler free? Actually, I don't really really know. Like we kind of gotta like just. I, I mean, I agree. I mean, uh, on, a, on a high level, I guess we just kind of talk about. Do you recommend this, <laughs> this this series? It's hard, Chris. It's hard. I Who's re- like listening to a thing about the Boba Fett series that is also not watching it? <laughs> what? Who's like listening to a thing that is about That's the true. Boba Fett series? Like, who in your audience has not been watching the Boba Fett series? Is what I want to know. Yeah, that's a good question. And why would you click on this episode at all? Yeah, or like get to this point, like where we say this is the review. Um, but on a high level, I really enjoy the music. It's real good <laughs> throughout. Yeah. Um, the directing is very ups and downs. There are a couple of episodes that are, that I really love the direction on and, uh, like some of the best, uh, episodes of star Wars television that we've had. And then there are some episodes that are, uh, not probably some of the worst. Yeah. Some of the worst. Like we have, we have, it's a roller coaster of highs and lows as far as the direction goes. I don't know about the music. Uh, it, I, I very much enjoyed it. Um, it seems like it's like good and like, I enjoy the theme, but I feel like the theme does not describe my Boba Fett. Like mm. it's, it's like, it's like kind of like almost like Irish and wistful or something a little bit. And I'm like, this doesn't seem to like thematically fit like the, like Mandalorian had that like cool Westerny kind of whistle thing. The flute. Yeah, and Boba Fett is not to be spoilery, but he's kind of like a crime boss in this series. <laughs> like, shouldn't he have like a yeah, like a mandolins or something? Like, so I guess <laughs> you know, like, the like Godfather, <laughs> like, like <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, 
Just the do theme the, does do the generic generic uh, mob boss thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I also was on the side of things like the first episode hit, and I was like, it's interesting that basically they're going for the exact same thing. Like this is like the Mandalorian expanded universe. It's a western, but is is in the Star Wars universe, and yeah. I like that. But it's also like kind of a little bit of a, I feel like somewhat of a cop out because you end up with it feeling a lot like the Mandalorian, but like a, a like a knockoff version of it sometimes. I so badly yeah. want to get to the spoiler section so we can talk about this. I know, I know. In real okay. terms. And then acting. Overall, I enjoyed it. Um, I think I think the uh, the main cast is good. I think I think that's about all we can do without spoiling this thing. <laughs> I can, all I can all I can truly criticize is that weird spin move. That that one dude made in the the final episode. So I'm actually oh. fine with that one. Oh my um, gosh! But I, I was like, I was like, I was done at that point. We gotta spoil this thing. All right, all right. So, let's let's. Uh, the spoiler clock is a winding down, and we're gonna spoil this in five, a four, a three, a two, a one. Cody, throw out a spoiler. Uh, Mando's in it. <gasps> yeah! <laughs> the best part of the whole series is when Mandalorian Dude, there's, there's up. two Mandalorian episodes hidden inside of the seven <laughs> episodes of Boba Fett. Yeah. There's yeah a, they're a, the, easily the best episodes well, of the half, series. Half the last the episode series. has to do with the Mandalorian. The only character in the, in the back half of this series with any communicated motivation at all is the Mandalorian and Grogu. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. So here's the oh, thing. And uh, and and the 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 mechanic lady. <laughs> I love the mechanic lady. She's my favorite so like side character. And like she kept, I kept realizing like she's really familiar. And I looked up her like IMDb. She was in a weird Comedy Central TV show that was on, and I always skipped when I was a kid because I just didn't get it. Where she's like, like an uh an older lady that is also going in high school. She's like in high school or something. Super weird. It was called Strangers with Candy. She's amazing because I, she reminds me of, of, of child Anakin in all the right ways. Like yeah. where what? I don't, yeah. I don't get that at all. I feel like, like she, she, she feels to me like she would be Reba McIntyre's next door neighbor on Reba. I don't know if I've watched enough Reba to, to understand <laughs> I mean, she seems like a Cheers extra or something yeah, to me. Yeah, like, yes, yeah, yeah, something like that. Like very sitcomy. Yep, very sitcomy. That's what I mean. The, yeah, I guess like the thing that that makes a good like side character to me is like they immediately come on. You immediately go, this person is super interesting and super strange. Like this is in the Star Wars universe in particular is a good side character in the Star Wars universe. Like is that they're super strange and there's something like super iconic about them uh, or their personality and. You don't need to know a ton more. <laughs> All you need is that one little like hook, and then they just are that character for forever in your brain, and then goes on. Like similar to like Boba Fett. It's like whenever he first came on as like a side character in uh, in the original trilogy, super cool armor, very uh, you know, very intense lines, and uh, yeah. that was all we knew about the character. <laughs> and we were better off. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Cody, tell me your uh, your take on uh, what Boba Fett has become. Okay, so I'm finding out more and more. I'm a very casual Star Wars fan. 
Because I have to, like, Wikipedia everything that's going on to, like, get context. I don't know any of the characters' names or anything. A lot of... Some of my friends have, like, disavowed this show for its sins against Star Wars already. <laughs> like... <laughs> As is the case with literally every Star Wars thing that is is ever released at this point. <laughs> and, and yeah, so, but I overall liked it. But I feel like it's not. I feel like, and this might actually be factually true, and I just read it somewhere. I feel like Mandalorian was supposed to be Boba Fett. Like that character was supposed to be Boba Fett, and then they couldn't use him for some reason, so they just made a new guy. I mean, he's and the now, cooler version of Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. And now Boba Fett is, like, caught in this other thing where Mando took over the plot lines that were intended for him at some point. And because, like, Boba Fett's an orphan, right? Grogu's an orphan. There's, like, that parallel kind of, like, plot line going through there. And I'm like, I could see why they would write that for I, Boba Fett I know, to humanize him yeah, I know, in some way. I know way. at one point Favreau did have, like, a treatment for a Boba Fett movie. Um, but I don't know if that is like, you know, if that's what he turned like the Mandalorian into, or if he, you know, potentially just borrowed ideas or if it was like, Oh, this is like, this is a whole new, whole new thing that also that I'm, I'm telling because he's also been involved in the clone wars. He was the, the voice of, uh, John Favreau was the voice of one of the Mandalorian characters in, uh, in, okay. in the Clone Wars. And so, like, he knows a lot about, like, Mandalore, in which case Boba Fett is just definitively, by the lore, George Lucas himself is not a Mandalorian, you know? Um, he's just a, a bounty hunter wearing the Mandalorian armor. So, interesting. Okay. Here's the so thing. Yeah, like, what went into this? And we kind of did a, like, first half of the season review, and I'm kind of glad we did it when we, when we did, because oh, yeah. before it devolved into, like, where I was like, oh, this is what good television is like. Um, I mean, this is the, I like I came into this and I've been pretty uh, open on this podcast. I'm not a fan of Boba Fett. I always thought he was the dumbest character. He shows up, he kind of halfway does a job, and then like <laughs> <laughs> completely uh, loses all control to a blind and gets knocked into the Starlight Pit by a blind Han Solo by accident. Like that's just like the lamest way out for a character yeah when you write down like his achievements <laughs> like on paper like on paper not a good look for boba fett sure. like he's he just kind of shows up he looks badass and then he falls into the sarlacc pit and then you never see him again um, but I like he looks so cool you can't so cool that you got to capture that you have to be there like <laughs> <laughs> you have to be there totally he looks so cool and he looks he's so you know like mysterious in the original trilogy of like, who is this guy? What is he doing? He's a mercenary bounty hunter. I don't, I don't know that necessarily. Like his backstory makes me like him any more or less. I don't know with you know Django and being a clone and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think it's more complex by like with uh, in Clone Wars with his relationship to Cad Bane and the fact that he shows up here. Yeah. So like that's the other thing is like in in the Clone Wars, like so there is a. Uh, let me think of, of who did it. Um, I'll find it, but there's like, there's been like people who write about like episodes of clone wars that because it got canceled when it did after Disney bought uh, Lucasfilm, because that show was airing on cartoon network and Disney wanted to cancel clone wars, uh, so that they could launch a Disney series. Um, it basically there was a lot. There was a whole whole series of Clone Wars episodes that had Boba Fett as a as a as a teen, 
being like semi raised by by Cad Bane that just literally never happened. Like the only exchange oh, that they okay. have in Clone Wars is they look at each other across a prison uh, cafeteria, and and uh, Cad Bane nods it at Boba, and it's like. Okay, I don't know what that means, but like they were foreshadowing a, a series of episodes that never actually were were produced, which is a shame. Um, yeah, so if, oh. and like and that makes it makes some of the comments that like Cad Bane makes about his father, uh, yeah. in the in this series makes sense, but it's weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I liked context, and I'm like, it's probably from some of that super nerd stuff that I didn't watch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wars and all that. And exactly. Like, so it wasn't even in that. It was just like. No, you had to. Yeah. You had to know like the deep lore to yeah. like know that he's supposed to be raised by Cad Bane. I mean, I picked up on it. Well, I trained mean, by him. Yeah, that's the but whole thing just, with that final episode. And I guess Cad Bane just being in the show in general. I love that Cad Bane is here. It was awesome. I was like, I was kind of hoping he would show up way earlier because I was like, what if Cad Bane is the one that like, you know, uh, killed all the Tuscan Raiders? Like, what if he's the one who was contracted by by the uh, the the Pike Syndicate? But like. The fact that in this episode, Cad Bane is is somewhat out of character. Like that last episode, whenever he's like battling it out with uh, with Boba Fett, it's personal. Like there's something in there that's personal, and Cad yeah. Bane has never been about it being personal. Like literally, it, there are episodes of the uh, Clone Wars series where like stuff starts going wrong for people that he's working for. He bails. Like he'll like he had a, he had a little road, yeah, he's robot. Yeah, all about self preservation. Right, he, he had a little robot that was named Toto that was I think specifically for this purpose because he like destroyed him, like sent him in with bombs multiple times to just like oh. explode people so that Cad Bane could get away. <laughs> yeah, it's like as like a casual observer, Cad Bane was the Boba Fett of this series. He shows up, <laughs> he looks mm-hmm. super super badass and cool, mm-hmm. and then just kind of does. He's a, like a real nothing burger. He just like, yeah, nothing. he kind of like he kind of <laughs> like you know he kills a couple of people or like injures one severely, kills another, and then like that's it. <laughs> Guys, yeah. do you th- do he you accomplished a little more, but do you think he's dead? I th- I don't see how you get around him being dead. Cause he like I, his whole thing. He says, "I knew you were a killer." Right before he gets killed by by Boba Fett. It was a pretty, pretty stabby. stabby <laughs> it was move. it was pretty stabby. The only thing that everyone's pointing out online is that as soon as he gets stabbed, the little thing starts beeping on his chest, and it's very. Uh, it's, there's an audible beep and a flash that they you never see. You never see it stop. Mm, oh, okay, interesting. I was wondering why they'd kill out. They'd kill off. Kill this guy off so quickly because know, I'm like. He seems super cool, but they did it with Boba Fett, and we didn't see him for like another forty years or whatever. Right? So. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean, so you know, it's it's interesting. You know, I, like I this is the thing. He was so cool in live action. I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, I want this. I want him to be in everything now. And yeah. I was I was actually upset when they killed him. I was Same. like, I don't like this. As, yeah, as I liked him better who- than Boba. Yeah. As as somebody who loves that character and that character is like so good in the like all of the episodes with that character in Clone Wars are great. Shows up in Bad Batch as well. So if anybody yep. watches Bad Batch, like that episode is real good. Um in fact, he like goes toe to toe with Finnick Shand in that episode and they're like both amazing in that episode. Um but like to, to kill him off in this manner in such an un like so, what I view as like a uncharacteristic behavior like like where he was like, well he should he shouldn't even walked out on that street yeah he why walked show out on that down street with, because Boba with was there Boba. Yeah. there's no reason 
and we don't like, or there's a reason that we don't know about. Like, it's like, well, you haven't yeah. shown us this reason and that's just bad television. <laughs> I mean, here's so the thing. I, Bo- Boba is just boring, dude. He's just like this old guy who just talks like this all the time. And that's all he does. That's his shtick. Like, I liked yeah. episode two with the Tuscan Raiders a lot. But, yeah. The Tuscan storyline was more interesting than the main storyline. Oh, dude, Totally. And and it's funny because as soon as we stopped the Tuscans the Raider storyline, that's whenever Mandalorian came in. Like that's whenever yeah. it became the Mandalorian. It's like okay, well, if the today story for Boba Fett is not interesting enough to carry this show, maybe we should have figured something out. You know. Um, and I think. I didn't think oh, go ahead. Uh, I didn't think Boba Fett could be a main character, and it kind of like almost proved it to me. Like he's always like a cool side dude. I mean, and that's Didn't the thing. Have, like protagonist potential, and they try to make him into a protagonist, and I'm like, hmm. this is not like this ain't his vibe. Yeah. Well, and I don't get, I don't, yeah, like I, I don't, I don't, still don't understand why he was doing what he was doing, other than mm-hmm. than for glory. But like, why not just settle down in a small corner of the galaxy? It's not like he was trying to make everything yeah. better. He was just trying to be in power, which yeah is weird. And like, yeah, and, and his whole thing, like the end. He says something like, um, he's like, ah, you know, and he's like, I, I, I'll never get used to this. Like where he's basically, it seems like they're trying to communicate that he's, he's taken this been town, he's this town and now he's like legitimized it and trying to make it like his Tuscan Raider family. family. But yeah. like, it's just, it, it isn't delivered in, in a way that actually like makes sense. And I don't like leaving the, like if you're going to tell this story, there should be the extremes. Like in the first episode, whenever we're in the flashbacks, he should have like been vicious. Um, but yeah. he offers to like cut the other prisoner free. Um, he's yeah, like, he's oh, just a should good I cut boy. your bonds. And it's like, he just never has like a, a character arc of like, I was mean and, and, and spiteful. And now I'm like veering to good. And then additionally, at the end, we leave it on a question of him being like, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. And I don't like leaving that question out there because like, well, what was any of like, that was the one thing that we've been trying to achieve this whole time. And now you're going to leave me on a question of like, whether or not that was even like worth it. I don't know. (laughs) I didn't like that. He was so morally good that it made me feel bad for the choices (laughs) I would have made. Yes. Like he goes back and saves that prisoner in like the first or second episode. Like you were saying, I'm Mm. like, I wouldn't have done that. I would let that guy die. Like real talk. (laughs) Yeah. Guy's dead. Yeah. I mean, he he would not have helped the Tuscans. I would have just tried to get the safety. Like, yeah, so that first episode, I would have been fine if, like, oh, I saved the kid. Like, that's the only good thing that he did that whole episode. Yeah. Like, if he was, like, super mean to the, you know, the other prisoner or, like, didn't like didn't even try to, like, uh, cut his bonds and, like, the prisoner calls out uh, to, to warn everybody that he's running away. But, like, anyway, it's just, it's, it's, it was, uh, he's a very one-note kind of a character throughout the entire series. And, like you said, I, I just don't understand pretty much anybody's motivations aside from some of those side characters. So he just wants to do good stuff and hang out in his back to tank. That's like, that's his whole thing. Like I also like, I was very disappointed by the, just the lack of, of extras in this. And by that, I mean, this is supposed to be this bustling town. And even at the spaceport, I'm like, this is just not enough people walking around for this to be yeah. a bustling town. And then especially at the, like when they're in the final episode, they're setting up 
like these people are in this part of the city. These people are in this part of the city. I'm like, how are they at all keeping an eye on anything in this city? Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. not yeah. enough of them. Well, I, and then and then additionally, like we were at the end of the that episode, we're like destroying homes and stuff, and like we're not no seeing one, anyone, like no. anyone that's not a main character. Like there's nobody running around. There's no creatures everywhere. Like it's it just doesn't it didn't feel lived in the same way. Like you go to Moss Eisley. Uh, and in the original series and that felt like lived in and i realized yeah. it's a desert place it's hot nobody's gonna be outside you know as much as they can but at least show peeking out their you know doorways like they do in westerns you know, like they open up the yeah. the window then they shut it real That's fast true. They gather did that their on, children uh, they did that on the uh the freetown episode the filoni uh directed yeah, freetown had more people in this moss espa place <laughs> well like i didn't even notice that the thing that bothered me was they kept talking about it being like a war, like there'd be armies and stuff. But Boba's gang was like ten people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, this is kind of like. Well, that was my, my my whole thing, and we talked about it kind of when we talked about the first half. But like, how in the world is he keeping anyone from taking over that uh, Jabba's palace? Yeah. Because when he leaves, there's literally no one there, and even when he's there, there's kind of no one there. How are they protecting that place? Yeah. yeah, I thought there was like I thought it was implied that there was like at least fifty people, like in the like because they have like cooks and all this other they're stuff. All droids. They're all like droids, but like he's it's a real skeleton crew. What is he ruling? Like, <laughs> yeah, I love I love at the end uh, whenever like this was this was something I thought was funny and I I really like love legitimately um, at the end whenever they're all standing on the street talking. The, the rat catcher droid is standing there with him. Wait, I did not see that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my really? gosh, I need to go back and look. It's so good. That so it's a- really the, the, the point is they have very few people, but like it's still too few people. Even when you're making the point, there's too few people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. like, like in, in the idea that they're patrol, they're just showing up at this random bar, being like, and he's like, I'll protect you. And like, from what? Like, from you walking in the door? Like, why mm-hmm. did we, we didn't need protection? You know, like <laughs> everybody yeah. in the town is just like we don't care. Yeah, and he like, still didn't protect them. They got blown up. Yeah, I mean, it's they did a lot of town damage. There was a lot of town damage. If I was in that town, I'd be very upset. Like, let's not have a war right here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was weird. I like that was weird. I do not like. I've I've come to to the conclusion. I do not like Robert Rodriguez as a director. I think his pacing is real slow. His, Spy Kids is great, though. His, no, it's not. His blocking, <laughs> uh, you know, how he just kind of fills the frame and the, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, uh, how he has the actors move around and stand is just, like, is just awful. Um, they, lo- they all look awkward or, like, way too, like, overdramatic just standing in random places. Mm. Um, I just, I'm not a fan of his, his directing all the episodes he directed. I'm like, are the worst of this entire, uh, yeah. Series. I mean, he was, he was also the showrunner. Like that was like, that's the whole thing is like, this was, uh, you know, this is the, this was his show to run and set the tone for. And the, the episodes, like you said that of his, like, we're all like, they rank in the bottom three episodes of this whole thing. And like, where it's like episode three is at the bottom episode uh the the you know man it's hard it's a toss-up between episode one and the last episode and then it's everything else is above that so yeah and like the only thing you know that 
I like of his that like where I'm like, Oh yeah, I, I definitively can name a movie that he's directed. That I like is desperados like, but it is, it is because it is outrageous that I like it. And that uh, vibe doesn't necessarily work with like a star Wars, you know, Bryce Dallas Howard was like such a oh. breath of fresh air. Oh yeah. Like Dude. comparing the episode she directed, it's like, Hers is like an A24 like yes. vibe for some yeah. reason. It was like creepy and ethereal and weird. If I'm thinking of the right episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The one, the with, one Mando. with spoilers. One Mando. Yeah, Mando and Luke Skywalker. And the Halo ring. And the Halo ring, yeah. <laughs> Dude, like that, that was like that episode makes me wish that we would like get new places like that. That was like the only like yeah. truly brand new. I've never seen this before in a star Wars story, like environment. And the way that like the, the presentation was on that, like that was like 10 out of 10, like top tier kind of star Wars content for me. Um, where like he goes down there and like has the dark saber training and talks about it being heavy where like Sabine Ren, whenever she's in clone wars and training with the dark saber, she goes, Oh, it's getting lighter. He's like, yeah. Cause you're like, you're letting it guide you. And he's like, obviously resisting the dark saber in these battles. So it's getting heavier. And like, it's just the, the amount of like lore and the amount of like depth and then the, just the gorgeous direction of that episode and locations in that direct that episode like just top tier you know <laughs> it's amazing was it the same episode the one on luke's planet no that was the next one and dave filoni directed that yeah. one okay which is also top tier star wars <laughs> oh yeah i mean that was my favorite part of the whole thing and i'm like this is i want this series this is the series i would watch like luke training grogu so what did you guys i didn't what did you guys think of Grogu leaving and, and the choice that he made? Totally. I liked it. Yeah. I I I was for it. I was glad they did that. I'm pretty sure they were I mean, they hinted at it, the fact that like Luke laid out the choice at all was like pretty obvious that like of course Grogu's gonna gonna pick to go to Mando. I hate the Jedi. Like I mean I'm a casual Star Wars fan, but like anytime they focus on the Jedi stuff. I just I want them to go through the old West stuff. Like Mando is the best thing. Like Mandalorian is like the best Star Wars thing I've seen that I really have enjoyed. There are things about that episode that I that I love, and there are things about that episode where I'm like a little bit a little frustrated by. But the first thing that I love is that in Star Wars, there's always this subtext of like the Jedi are flawed. Like, you know, where yeah. essentially like their resistance to um attachment. Yeah, to attachment is like a huge error and blind spot for them in the the prequels, and that's like a that's a huge thing. And what we've never kind of investigated the flaws of the Jedi in a direct story. Like we either have it as the subtext to the Anakin uh, turning into um, turning into to Darth Vader situation, or we have it in the backstory of Kylo Ren. Um, and, but like, we don't ever, like, we haven't really investigated that as like a man. Here's like, here's, here's some Jedi making some pretty, uh, hypocritical and, and, uh, not great decisions. Cause you think about like, he talks about like, Oh, not having attachment. It's like, okay, well, what do you experience? Like, you seem like you just saved the galaxy with your best friends. And now you're talking to me about like, you know, whether or not we should have attachment, yeah. you know? Well, yeah, like to me, like I started thinking about that a little bit, but I was like, well, this is the thing. 
either way, we have to get to the point where Luke has made such fatal errors that he, uh, in that in, in, inadvertently creates Kylo Ren. And if that's going to happen, then I'm just going to over time start liking Luke less and less. Sure. He's going to make some yeah. dumb, stupid decisions. Right. And and so like I'm like, well, man, that was that was dumb. That's <laughs> the know? ride we're on on board for. You know, that's what we're that's what we're riding on. Oh, so you're thinking they might like erase the new Star Wars as a possibility? No. No, I just think like because you think about like in the the version of 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 Luke that gets to the point where Kylo Ren uh kills all his padawans and then yeah. he then goes and hides out on Whatever that I, that planet was, um, like drinks that blue milk. Drinks the drinks the blue milk. It's real creepy and and old. And then you can drink the blue milk or you get the other milk. Yeah, and then uh, he, yeah, the the blue milk or the red red milk. Either one. He essentially goes on the same journey that Yoda goes on on Dagobah, but <laughs> but like it, yeah. Well, I mean, but like, but but yes, but Yoda didn't cause Order sixty six. Sure, you know? sure. Like that's 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 the issue is that yeah yeah uh, he makes he's gonna make mistakes and and honestly it probably comes from being trained as a Jedi it was what Yoda was was afraid of like being trained as a Jedi without um, having any uh, connection to like the the Jedi Order as a whole you know mm-hmm. he's 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 trying to figure this out in a vacuum. Yeah. And I guess like, that's the other thing like with the, that I didn't like about the episode. Like, so those are the things that I like, like where it's like, okay, I like that. We're like going down that route and investigating that. It makes me real uncomfortable, but that's not a bad thing. Like, I think that that's a fine thing to do. Like tell this story, tell me what happens with Luke in the Canon version of star Wars. You know, um, the part of it that I, that I don't understand yet. And I'll, I'll phrase it that way is Ahsoka's, uh, basically, like, she left the Jedi Order. Like, one of her famous lines from Clone Wars on the last episode is, like, basically, uh, Darth Maul says, like, hey, you, you know, you can't do this because you're a Jedi. And she's like, I'm not a Jedi. I'm no Jedi. And she, like, does it anyway. Like, goes to take him out. And, like, the fact that she is here, like, going, you know, I'm not a Jedi. I won't train Grogu because I'm not a Jedi. But, like, I'm gonna somehow like like enforce the same like uh jedi code or the same like lack of no attachments like she also had a lot of attachments to the characters in rebels um like to you know she's literally on a on a mission to find ezra bridger and it's like if that's not an attachment i don't know what is (laughs) yeah well she's just like she's like a jedi hanger on she's just hanging out with luke she has to play by his rules you maybe, know, maybe like, that's what the implication is, but it's, it's like, it's just awkward for me to like, it feels like a, a, a different character. Well, like, it's that's like, she's, like. it's like Luke's vegan and she's not, but she's respecting veganism while she's like in his house, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, I don't, this is the thing. It, just because she didn't, she's rejected being, becoming a Jedi doesn't mean she doesn't think that they are, uh, necessary. Yeah. She just, you know what I mean? Or. Like that the training is invalid. Sure. It's just like, and that's the, I guess like that's the part of it where I don't, we don't know. I don't know the, she's, 
the point of this journey like that she's in like we basically had a huge time jump from the last time we saw her and now she's behaving differently than she behaved whenever we last saw her and so it's like i mean yeah but it's it's like 40 or 20 years or something like that you know like that's kind of what maybe what the uh, Ahsoka series will do is like, okay, hopefully like give me some backstory. Give me some connection of like, what's she been up to that like has led her to this point? Because even whenever she showed up in Mandalorian, I was like, man, this feels, feels very different than, uh, than the, the Ahsoka that we last saw. Yeah. I mean, and this is the thing you have to remember, you know, the whole no attachment thing. She watched Anakin become Darth Vader because he was attached to Padme or it was pushed away from her so hard. Yeah. And, caused that rift between him and, and the rest of the Jedi. And so, like, it's not that necessarily that she even agrees that uh, Grogu should have an attachment to the, the Mandalorian. Mm, I see. I, yeah, I mean, and that's like, that's, you know, that hasn't been talked about necessarily. It's like, okay, what's your take on her, you know, on Anakin, like, his fall? Like, because, yeah, you can, like, look at it as a as an outside viewer. We can look at it and go, that was pretty much the Jedi Order's fault, you know? And then, but then you can also look at it if you're in in that situation and look at it and be like, well, Anakin should have like cut off all attachments. So like, you know, right. right. Which I mean, I mean, but I think either one are valid. Like the problem was neither was followed, you know, like it was, they either needed, either needed to be allowed or he needed to be able to, they needed, if he wasn't going to be able to abide by their rules, they needed to kick him out. Like that was the, that's the issue, you know? Sure. No half measures. Yeah. Well, and then also the like other. that, you know, yeah, it's like they, they, he should have left as well where it's like, okay, yes, I, I can't, you know, I can't I, abide by these and that's fine. I'm yeah. going to leave. <laughs> you right. Know? That's, that's um, what a, that's, that's what a, uh, an Anakin of integrity would do. Right. And then like, you figure like they were in the middle of the war. And so it's like, well, at the very least he didn't want to leave them in the middle of his war, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, don't make excuses. He killed a bunch of children. Oh, dude, yeah, he, no. he, yeah, no, he's nah, terrible. Not making excuses for Anakin, Darth. Let's let's. John go. is John is an uh, Anakin apologist. Yeah, really. Yeah. Anakin <laughs> apologist. There's revisionist history here. No, the you didn't uh, want to leave him. There was a war. No, dude. Like <laughs> this, is, this is the thing. Uh, upon watching the uh, the the original, uh, like the prequel trilogy in Clone, the Attack of the Clones, the second one. The dude literally goes and kills a bunch of Tuscan Raiders, all of them, and like admits to it, says it, like I killed them all, like you know, uh, yeah. the, the children, the women, like all of them, and like yeah. at that moment, Padme and whoever, like that's the point where I have to suspend my disbelief because like she should have just like bailed, man. <laughs> oh yeah, you're well, like I got a mass murderer here. Yeah, I just mass murdered people. My and thought like, was like, like you need to get out now. Maybe the Tusken Raiders aren't like quite sentient. Maybe it's not that big of a deal. It's like I mean, we've seen them in this and in Mando, and they seem pretty yeah, darn they sentient, have, dude. They 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 seem pretty sentient. They're they're but they 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 keep so that weirded me out when like Boba's hanging out with these Tusken Raiders. I'm like, they're not like people, people though, right? Because you can just kill them and it's fine. So I thought they were like a subhuman. There was some kind of like speciesism going on. I mean, I, no. I, I think that, like, even George, like, whenever he wrote them, like, he wrote Tusken Raiders as, like, their name, but then he has, like, a like a derogatory name for them where they call them, like, the sand, sand people. people. Yeah. And so it's, like, I think, like, that's all baked into the, the like, world and lore that, like, George Lucas was had had, had built. Wow. Um, and it's, like, they're this uh, oppressed, marginalized people that, that were uh, indigenous to this place. And then... They they're just there, you know, and people don't people don't see them as as human, and that's that's the flaw. 
Well, this is the thing, though. Like, you know, but just kind of close the loop on the the Luke stuff. Like, I still that was my favorite episode of the entire series was the Luke episode, and like, oh yeah, that's really what I. I mean, again, if I could get a whole series of Luke, just like, and let's follow, regardless of where it ends up, we know it's heading toward Kylo Ren killing all the like. Let's watch this train wreck in slow motion. Like that's you know, like let's yeah, that's what yeah. I want to see happen. Well, and I think that that part of like part of um, part of my own like where I wasn't satisfied with like Luke's arc in Last Jedi was that we didn't see it happen. Um, was that it happened yeah. off screen? Like mm. that this like, yeah. that, and so like now that we're seeing it happen, it's like all right, you know, let's let's see. I, it. Yeah. I like how creepy it was, and it, I'm not talking about like how the CGI was good or like. How like gave you uncanny valley feelings or anything like that? Like I thought it was great. I'm just saying like the scenes with Luke in them were creepy. It was like like fairy realm esque. Yeah, very like, story. Something is off. Like everything's like beautiful and perfect, but something is screwed up and weird. Yeah, something twisted here. I feel like that was a purposeful thing, not like an uncanny valley. CG thing. It was like they intended for you to feel uncomfortable with Luke. Yeah, and I think partially like that's that's like down to Grogu being there. Is like yeah. we know we know like we feel or at least I feel like Grogu doesn't belong here. Grogu belongs with the Mandalorian. See, I'm still you know? not, yeah. I'm still not sure. Like like you know I asked you guys what you thought. Like I was kind of like I was hoping that he would kind of stay there because like this is my thing. It took so long for it took the first two seasons of Mandalorian to finally get him in Luke's hands, and we were so happy when Luke shows up and he gets him and he goes off with him. I was like, "Yeah, this is amazing!" And then like we turn around like in a, in in a series that isn't even Mandalorian, and like, "Oh yeah, he's just gonna peace out," you know? Yeah, but like, I think they're setting. Fi- yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Like it was in. It was supposed to be, like, bittersweet when he hands him off, and you're supposed to feel, like, bad, like, this is wrong, like, the the, the real Luke was the friends we made on the way to Luke, well, this, you know? But like, <laughs> but, like we, we sent him to Luke to protect him, like, to protect him from the people who were trying to find him, and now that's, are we throwing that whole, that whole idea out the window? I guess that's true. I forgot all about that. Luke promised, he said, he said, he's like, you know, I'll teach you to protect yourself, um... And I think that was regardless of whether or not he like was gonna stay as a Jedi. And I think we saw a little bit of that in the Mandalor, like in not in the Mandalorian, sorry, in the Book of Boba Fett, the final episode there, where basically uh, Mando kept setting him down and uh, and being like, "Oh, wait here, I'm gonna take care of this." And then like the expression on Grogu was just like, "All right, you know, I I can do yeah. something though." I mean, I'm not I'm not lying. Like I like I love the interaction and the dynamic between Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, or in Grogu. I just think that uh, it. We we've now we've possibly violated the the ideas that we put forth in Mandalorian season mm. one and two. Well, we'll have to see because like yeah, if some people are still after him, then you know it's possible that like that like isn't solved. We still don't, that's we still don't know why, other than his blood that they wanted. But like we still don't know why hardcore everyone's after him, and we don't. He's know got who those uh, midi chlorians. All, All the midi chlorians. Yeah, we don't know who either because it's a uh, like. And we, I, my thought is, um, what will probably happen in Mandalorian season three is we'll probably have more memories come back to Grogu, and yeah. that will be like a catalyst. And then we'll also have like we'll have the reveal of who was after him, um, 
as well at some point. So Grogu is such a weird figure. Like, I don't know if you guys have talked about this, but like, he's like 50 years old, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Or was it a hundred? But he's a, but he's a baby. It's like six, developmentally, 50. he's like toddler ish. Yeah. I mean, so is was... Mando ever going to see him like become a, a person? No. no. <laughs> no um and and like so yoda was 900 and change whenever he like died in uh return of the jedi uh um, yeah and so yeah so like whatever that like you know percentage breaks down is. to so yeah like if, he, if he died because of old age which he did divided by 50 was like nine 950 or something like that so if we if we do like the occasion like 900 would be like our 90 or Eight, like our 80 so it's like 900 divided by uh, 50. Wait, is this how you would do this? Well, I'm just saying like 900. We can just we can just lop a zero off to make it like equivalent to human age. Yeah, so 90. So like Yoda is very five. old. And he's five years old. Very, yeah. So yeah, he's five years old. So it makes sense. So like by the time he's like 210 or something, it'll be like... <laughs> 21, 21. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can drink. There, there's like no way. Like Mando's gonna have to pass off uh, Baby Yoda to somebody, you know. You can just get that uh, time stuff. Ahsoka did. Yeah, so yeah. You can just jump forward, you know. Um, the uh, but yeah, dude. The the that temple was destroyed, so I'm not sure if they would ever pull that one again. Maybe there would be another one. I don't know. It was I'm a, still thinking about those Tuscan Raiders. That is true. Anakin just genocided them. Yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody, nobody cared. No, yeah. nobody bad at it. Like nobody thought they were human enough to care. He's a freaking war criminal. The whole, like they clearly have a culture and everything yeah. we see in this new series, and it just wrote off. And I'm sorry, I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, I'm upset now. Yeah, I'm I mean, upset. I, I don't. Way way back whenever uh, I rewatched those to like before you know before the whatever, I, I remember being like, wait a second, that's terrible. <laughs> I'm canceling. I'm canceling Amidala. Um, <laughs> canceled. But oh, yeah, yeah, what do you like, think about the Naboo ship dude, coming? But whose whose ship is that? Oh, oh, yeah. They seem to they seem to imply that it was like Amidala's ship. Well, it's the ones that like, they said it was made for the queen or something, right? Yeah, it's the it's ones their that guard. Uh, yeah, weren't weren't um didn't uh Obi Wan and well did Anakin drive it? So that's the one for episode one where Anakin went into like that's the uh, the ship the Naboo fighter that he blew up the uh, the blockade. He he like accidentally crashed into the uh, the space station and landed by the core <laughs> and blew it up from okay. the inside. And then, flew, and then flew back to Tatooine. Uh, that flew back to Naboo. Well, why? Okay, yeah, but how? Okay, how do we know it's Anakin's then? How how did it end back end up back we on Tatooine? Don't. We don't know that it's specifically Anakin's, but like that's okay. like that's where we've seen it before. Mm. Okay, I mean, my beef yeah. with this ship thing, regardless of like the history and the lore and all that nerd stuff, I mean I'm cool, I don't care about this stuff, but like <laughs> he had like a house, like his ship was his house. Mm-hmm. Where does he go to the bathroom in the new ship? Oh yeah, that's true. How does he like? <laughs> where does Grogu's crib go? Dude. Like. Like he had a whole like freezer section where he would hold yeah. his bounties, carbon yeah. frozen. You know, like he had an like, armory. Yeah, he had like a fridge like where he would like basically like put them in it, and it's like okay, now I can deliver them freeze dried to whoever. And well, it's like, well, you going? got that anywhere? <laughs> I don't know. Like, what is what is Mando all about? You know, these days. I mean, now. Th- I mean, to get to uh, to get the money. Basically, to to go and, and get the ship, he single dad stuff. He did the uh, did, did that bounty on the Halo ring, but that's about it. 
<laughs> oh my it's goodness! Like, yeah, he's basically homeless, living out of his car with this with this his son, <laughs> in a van down by the river. I mean, not even a van. van no, Chris. not even a van. He went <laughs> from hashtag van. van life to hashtag. Like he's literally in like a two seater, like, you know, speed car. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, but she didn't have one of those. This is all she had. You know, <laughs> can you imagine just flying through space? Like how cramped up like Grogu, they show him in the bubble thing in the back where the droid goes. <laughs> and that's just like, how long does it take for them to get places? I know it's like way faster. It's yeah. got light speed on it. So light speed, but still like it takes a while. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's it's not a practical choice. That's no. for sure. Um, no, dude, I like that's about all I've got to say about the series. Like my, uh, I really liked some things, like episode two with the train. I really enjoyed that that scene or that that whole episode. Uh, oh, that was cool with the Tuscan Raiders on I, the train. I still wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about the uh, the mods and how much oh, I yeah. how much I disliked them. Everybody hates the mods. They're the worst. Like. Uh, here's my thing. This is the reason I hate them, and I can make a good case for it. Not, it's not just the fact that they were they were the Power Rangers, okay, and had the colored speeder bikes. This it is looks it. like they're like the like the colored speeder bikes. They look like like you know how there were uh, action figures back in the day where it's like, oh, this is like Batman but underwater Batman. Oh. It looks like the Power Rangers, but that, but like, uh, but like off brand. Star Wars. You so know? off brand. Here's here's my issue with the mods. And I and I say this realizing that like okay. I know that Darth Vader is a thing, but like, hear me out before before we jump on this. Nobody's going to argue in favor of the mods. Okay, man. great. I think. Well, I feel like I haven't heard John <laughs> speak, so I feel like John might uh, like the mods. Um, I don't like the mods. I like the mod mod modder. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's cool. Thundercat. Thunder, Thundercat. Yeah, Thundercat. Here's the thing. Love his music. I don't think that it ma- makes sense for Star Wars, and this is why. Technology in Star Wars is constantly breaking down 100% of the time. Even the droids, yeah. all the time, malfunctioning, doing stupid things, like always breaking down. And you're telling me that these people who have experienced this their entire lives are going to strap this to vital body parts <laughs> voluntarily to technology that, if we follows the rules of Star Wars, will break down in spectacular fashion. Okay, okay. But to be fair, that wasn't my beef with them. But like, Luke has that robot arm that's that, been working and fine. I, and that's the only caveat I have to it. His Even arm bef- is the only thing that works right. Even Darth Vader has to go into his little pod thing. But, and, but you know. Anakin, before he became Darth Vader, had like two arms that were that were cybernetic. Like I mean, that's he was, true. He was more like as before he, he even more like became. Than, yeah, the old Empire yeah. tech was like pretty sweet. Like. They had like their speeder bikes and all their like equipment was more like the like old. It does seem like things Empire. used to work work better in the past. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is like why I didn't like the first like the previous episodes as much as like the current sure. or like the original Star Wars because like not everything's rusty and beat yeah. up. So there is know, an original like, original series um, caveat here as about well about the mods. Oh, no. yeah, Lobot is a mod. True, true, uh, true. Lobot. So Lobot uh, the, is in in the Cloud City. Just there's around. uh there's a dude with like giant like cybernetic earmuffs that kind of go around his his back of his head. Like what that is is the mod Doesn't to like an for, eye. 
for processing. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. But it's like for additional uh, cerebral processing. Like basically he's like, you know, doing way more calculations than a human could um, and storing information way more than a human could inside of that like thing. So this like is in the original trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. This is in the cloud city with uh, Lando. He's like, he has like this pad thing. I think he's like writing on or something. Yeah, yeah on his on his like arm or whatever. Yeah, he's bald. I mean, the mods were like a British biker gang or something. <laughs> Dude, I'd like, British, well, that like, part I can't I, get past. No, 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 no. Like there there was like a mods group that was like a '60s. Yeah, you're talking like, about in real life. Oh, in real life, it was like a '60s British like movement or like fashion. Did it look exactly like these guys? They looked a little bit like these guys, like stands cybernetics. I, the other thing is, Chris, hmm. those the like the the bikes that they have, yeah, aren't what we are like what we've established in the Star Wars universe as l- things that are cool. So like what we've established is like okay, this is like top of line hot rod looking stuff is like the chrome ship that Amadala like, rode around yeah. it. But that's like that's like because she's royalty, you know. Exactly, but like yeah, that is like what we idea as as like a super like fancy vehicle. These yeah. things don't look like that. No, they look so. exactly like Vespas. Exactly. Yeah. And so anyway, it's just, it's, it was odd. Um, and then also like you're telling me also that this, like this group of people, like I'm supposed to like this group of people who basically just stand around and look cool in their town and steal from other people in order to mod the, like spend that money to mod their, like their bodies and bikes more. Like I, like that's what they've established is like, that's their, that's who they are is they, they rob people and then use that money to enhance their mods and like that. Okay, so <laughs> and so it's like I don't like them just off the bat. <laughs> real fashion goes against the grain. That's why they look odd and different than everything else <laughs> in Star fashion. Wars. Because they're super fashionable. Yeah. Okay. They use all the water they get to wash their shiny bikes and keep them like from rusting. <laughs> all the water and, they steal. Yeah. How are they how are they doing doing that? I don't know, but they're they're doing it. I mean, they care about fashion, and <laughs> you guys just aren't fashion conscientious enough to understand the, the mods. The modder, the person who modded like Finnick Shand, like whenever she came back to life, and like Thundercat. Yeah, so he is super cool in this. Like, I yeah. enjoy like because he's again one of those star like a great Star Wars character. Where you're like you're like this person's super odd, and and I like that in this interaction. But I also don't need to know much more about you. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. where it's like, there's clearly something there that like could be told some stories that like are, are behind the scenes, but I don't need to know them because we're, you know, doing something else. So like, that's, that's one of the reasons why I liked that character a lot, but like their characters, like, I don't need to know anything more about them and they're not very, like, they're not very quirky or cool. Thundercats way too cool to be in the star Wars universe. <laughs> like he just looks really cool when he's on screen. There's like, they have like his bass playing and stuff when he first shows up. Like they have Thundercat songs. And I'm like, this is just way too cool. Like everything's supposed to be kind of like British Muppets and stuff. And then you got like Thundercat. Too cool. Too cool for Star Wars. Uh, the sheriff. What do you think is oh, happening yeah. there? Dude, I love is, that guy. Is he getting his own series? So, I, yeah, I had to look that up. I didn't know who was in the back to tank because they make you think it's going to be Kersantan and then Kersantan's not in it. And they show the thing at the end with Thundercat and the dude in the tank. And I'm like, is that 
is that the kid from Game of Thrones? Joffrey? Jo- but no, it was it's Joffrey. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look it up. It was it was the sheriff. I yeah, guess. Co- Cobb Vanth. I uh, I love that character. And like the the episode that uh that Dave Filoni directed. It's the start of the Luke Skywalker episode. Um, where he's standing there, like he he basically oh, uh, yeah. like you know ambushes those uh those those Pike Syndicate people um out on his fields. Like that was it's just such a presence. And like you want to go straight up just Western, that's the character. I would watch that show over yeah. another season of Boa oh, Fett. Dude, I I, yeah. I would love to watch that show. Um In def- oh, sorry. No, you're good. Like the 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 phrase that he uses where he, he's think about it, you know? <laughs> it's yeah. just like think, think about it. You know, like and it's like clearly this dude says that like 14 times a day. <laughs> <laughs> and it's threatening every single time. <laughs> That's true. So, like, in defense of Boba Fett, hmm. there are... So there's seven episodes. Mm-hmm. And a few of them, like, three or four of them are not, like, as awesome. Three? Yeah. Okay. Three of them are, are, so like, are, I would say, actively bad. So, like, Mandalorian, like, season one, there were a few misses. Yeah, I agree. But we, like, we gave it a shot because Mandalorian was so cool. But in this one, it there's so few episodes that like the ones well, that are bad really go against the the whole series more. And I guess like for me, it's the fact that the the worst parts of the series to me were the now Boba Fett, like the yeah. current Boba Fett. Like it's like okay, the past stuff, some of that was real cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, and then we had like all of the Mandalorian stuff, and that was real cool. But the fact that the the least compelling part of it, and the part that like just completely, I don't understand anybody's motivations. I don't understand anybody's goals. the The fact that the part that drops the ball is the now Boba Fett, like the current timeline. This is Boba Fett as of today. It's just not. It's. <laughs> it's like well, if all the cool stuff happened in the past. Or on this other show, why don't I just include the cool stuff and you right. know the the here and now stuff? I don't know. It just seemed like a vehicle to put all these other things together. Yeah, I, I mean, I would have been cool if like the show had just instead of also they run those two storylines at once, just start the entire series with him coming out of the Sarlacc pit, and then and then going chronologically through the past. Mm. And that being the yeah. story, but see, Chris, then the back half of the series is super lame because all the all the cool stuff happened in the past. Uh. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. Well, then they should I have mean, written a better story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I, I I don't disagree, and that's the that's the part of it that I uh, that I just like. It's it's it it was very strange to me. Like it has ups and it has downs, and the ups are like real high with like the Mando stuff. And then the downs are like pretty, pretty down. You know, episode three was a very, very low point for me. So well, they didn't make uh, Boba Fett any cooler in my mind. <sighs> no, they lost a lot of credit for Boba Fett in this series. Like, yeah. And to be fair, that was like following Boba Fett's legacy. Of... <laughs> yes, I agree. Looking cool, but ultimately being ineffectual. <laughs> but but uh, really, Chris, they they actually made the the only Boba Fett, the best Boba Fett. They just Boba Fetted the Boba Fett. Yeah, they fetted the Fett. They overfetted, if anything. Over, overfetted the Fett. <laughs> so, 
unrelated to all the actual like storyline and all all that stuff. Like, are they not allowed to kill human looking characters on screen? Dude, I don't know. Mando like, chopped that guy in half. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Through the there's table. like, I noticed all that scene was brutal. All the bad guys are like fish people and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And, like, all the good guys are, like, people people, save for, like, Grogu and Kersantan. If, he, if you can call him a good guy. Who, Kersantan? Yeah, Kersantan, yeah. who knows who's, like, Kersantan is, is a big wild card. I love the fact that we didn't, like, I, I was worried that we were essentially going to exit this series and have, like, killed off all of the, the cool characters that this series, like, introduced, like Kersantan. Um, and like, you know, we had the, the, uh, the Cobb Vanth and then we also had uh Cad Bane. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was just worried that we were going to exit this series and basically the only people left standing were going to be Boba Fett and, and Finnick. And I was Finnick's just like, man, cool. that's like, we just took out all of our cool side characters. Um, so, which I do like I, the, the ending of this one, um, the ending of the series where, uh, Finnick takes out the, the group of like, the yeah. the leaders of this other group, I thought that was a really cool scene. I thought that was that was affectionately like very brutal. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting point. Like it, it could have been could have been a little bit little bit more intense sometimes. But like anything brutal always happened to like some kind of alien thing to like dehumanize it, which I feel like was on purpose. Which I don't care about. I don't mind. I guess I care about it enough to think about it. But like, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. And, and like nobody like does anybody in Freetown or anybody like take a hit in the last episode? I didn't see anything. Like it was mostly Kersantan just getting beat up. <laughs> he would take all the he yeah. he tanked all the hits for like our side. Yeah, he got shot so many times. Dude. I'm like, he's got he's flesh yeah. and he doesn't have armor on. Well, like and his fur was all like burnt off and stuff, and it's just like, oh my gosh, this guy uh, guy looks he terrible. Looks, he looks rough. <laughs> And re realistically, Mando should be jelly inside that suit. Oh, yeah. After all the Rancor flings. Yep. But, like, nobody really, like, went down. <laughs> I, I also love how every single one of the bullets hit the small patches of armor on their bodies. <laughs> I was wondering about that. Like, they, do they have, like, uh, elbow covers? I think they do. Like, I mean, yeah, but they're so, even, even in their chest, it's so, like, they have so many spots mm -hmm. and just, you know, literally just shoot them in the legs. Like, mm -hmm. take them down, and then you're... Maybe the connector part's like Mithril armor, too. Like yeah, Grogu I mean, he did has. make Grogu the, uh, the, the under, the chain like... Mail. Yeah, the, the chainmail. Chain maybe, maybe. Mith Mithril. The thing, though, the thing, <laughs> I, like, that I find, like... It, it, I think it just comes down to the delivery of that action in a lot of cases, because you do have episode, like, the, uh, the episode where he is, like with the dark saber where Mando takes out and he cuts his own leg. With oh the dark yeah. Yeah. Saber. yeah. Oh, and yeah. so it's like, he literally like, like that was, that was one of those things where it's like, man, this, like the, the severity and like the seriousness of what they're doing was communicated there. Whereas in the last episode, it really didn't feel like that severity was communicated. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you guys want to rate this series? <laughs> give it a b minus like i, I watched it. and enjoyed it mm -hmm. but like some of it was a little a little weird like i i was like still happy to watch even the weird stuff oh, yeah 
but yeah. I'm going to give it a 7.5. Like, I honestly, I I have no, I would never rewatch this thing except for those two episodes of Mandalorian. But see, that's the thing is those two episodes make up for like, yeah, otherwise this thing's so a much. six to me, you know? Right, yeah. Like, and that's the thing is, like, there's the, like, I, I'm, I'm trying to come up with, like, how am I going to, like, average this out? Because, like, if I think about those two, like, 10 out of 10 episodes, it's like, okay. But then if I think about the, uh, the, the others, I'm like, okay, well, then I liked episode two and I liked four. But that's about it of the others, you know? And, it, like, so that's more, like, I thought half, like, half the series was okay and then the other half you know there's like a quarter of it that was amazing and then there was a quarter of it that was like good like like i thought it was solid solid uh fun episodes of tv but so i guess like i'm gonna put this thing as a whole as a whole package at an at an eight oh man Um, because even bad star wars is still star wars to me (laughs) so like one thing i i forgot about and I wanted to ask you guys about what did you think of that like Godzilla King Kong sequence with the Rancor? I thought that was cool. That was the coolest oh, part when of he's that. climbing the tower. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were talking about the uh, where they're going to well, just the, the robot the, fight, the kaiju battle thing. Yeah. I'm oh, glad yeah. they brought the Rancor back. <laughs> the kaiju battle. I love it. Yeah, it was very like, cool. That was cool. And then like the Rancor gets the fire and climbs the tower, <laughs> King Kong style. I'm like, uh, that part of that, I was like, why don't they just wait around for? boba to come back and like kind of <laughs> let it chill it's just gonna hang out on that tower it's not causing any issues yeah, i don't know why they that. were shooting sure. it also there sure. were no people it didn't seem like in that tower so who cared uh yeah yeah the the yeah. rancor i also thought i'm like okay this rancor just got shot by so many lasers but fireman can't take it it's like, I don't well, know, it's I'm like, like frankenstein it's implied that it's frankenstein it has frankenstein's fears <laughs> <laughs> it's afraid of fire it just freaks out loses all sense of where it is <laughs> yeah like yeah there's definitely some of that in there i yeah i liked the i love the kaiju fight right yeah, after ki- that with yeah. the fire i was like i don't know about this but yeah the kaiju fight was very fun it's like my cats you know you can shoot them with rubber bands they don't care but then you spray them with a little bit of water and they freak out yeah 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 I mean, the Rancor is not a smart. Like, well, and you, you, we <laughs> don't like. Thing. I don't even know if we know what planet they're from. Like, what's the like? Maybe there's like some super super bad stuff like that's associated with fire on that planet. Oh, it's like, got some trauma. Just, yeah, well, or just yeah. like just inherently like they have like they they know don't go in the fireplace. You die if you go in the fireplace. I feel like all animals should know that. Yeah. Yeah. True. All right. Well, um, this has been great. Thanks for being on the show today. Cody. Yeah. Phenomenal. Uh, yeah. So yeah. And sorry about uh, all my specious comments about the Tuscan Raiders <laughs> and how they're subhuman, not people. Well, uh, you came around on it, you know. Yeah. You can be back on anytime. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, it's 450, so like at the very least 500, you know, you got to be back on. So. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Maybe I can be in person for one of these. Yes. Next. Wild. Uh, 500 will be uh, next year, I guess, right? Yeah, a year from now. It'll make no difference to the listeners, but to me, <laughs> yeah, it'll feel different. It'll the dynamic will be different. Yeah, we'll do a lot of like we'll do a lot of like uh, visual gags on that <laughs> episode if we're if, if we're in person. People love those for podcasts. Yeah, I do. I I especially do. Yes, I agree. <laughs> All right, 
you can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com on social at Chris Wright 250 and John Wright 777 <laughs> oh that's it for this week we'll see you next time on stay, stay on, on target, target.